Coming up on this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. You know, Lee, even over health, um, love trumps it all. So I just want him to remember the love that has come out of all of this for sure. Welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast, stories of struggle, hope, and survival in the face of colorectal cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein. Welcome to episode 54 of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. And I'm going to start with asking for a favor. Every day I log into the Blue Hope Nation Colon Cancer Alliance Facebook group and inevitably find comments that make it quite clear that people are in desperate need for hope, for information and inspiration. And that's what this podcast is all about. And so many people don't know about the show, don't know that we're sharing these stories. So it would mean the world to me if you would take a minute and not only visit the Colon Cancer Podcast Facebook page and like the page, but more importantly, if you would let the community know about us by sharing the link, thecoloncancerpodcast.com forward slash subscribe. Sharing that link allows people to subscribe to the show, stay up to date. They'll Each time a new episode is released, it'll pop up right in their phone of choice. That page, the coloncancerpodcast.com forward slash subscribe, makes it real easy uh, to figure out how to subscribe based on what kind of phone you use or desktop, whatever, however, and wherever you listen to us. So it would mean the world to me again if you would share that link with your friends, family, those who you think need to know about us, the coloncancerpodcast.com forward slash subscribe. As we're heading towards the holiday season, uh, the events taking place in the colon cancer community are starting to slow down a little bit as we uh, take some time and spend time with some holiday celebrations. But there are a couple events I do want to share with you coming up on Thursday, November 17th. For those folks in and around the Washington, D.C. area, is the annual Holkauer Hold'em and Tailgate Party. This is co-hosted by the Colon Cancer Alliance, and proceeds are going to the Colon Cancer Alliance and in partnership with the Colon Cancer Alliance and the Holkauer Fund. Join us uh Thursday night for a night of poker, gridiron excitement. The event will feature a Thursday night NFL football game between the New Orleans Saints and Carolina Panthers. There'll be some former NFL players in attendance, door prizes, a silent auction, and poker. More information can be found about this event on the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org forward slash events. Coming up on Saturday, December 3rd, for the folks also in the Washington, D.C. area, from 8.30 till 2 is the 7th Annual Roosh Center Symposium, Fighting a Smarter War Against Cancer. This is a patient symposium, lots of information, uh, great information and conversation taking place. More information on this event can also be found on the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org. 
This past weekend was the Metastatic Colorectal Cancer Symposium sponsored by the Colon Cancer Alliance that took place in Mesa, Arizona. If you or someone you love uh, is dealing with stage four metastatic colorectal cancer, uh, you definitely want to check out uh, the episodes that we recorded at the symposium, and you can find those all on the Colon Cancer Podcast website at thecolancancerpodcast.com. Just scroll through and you'll see there was about six, seven, and maybe eight episodes that were recorded live at the symposium. It'd be a good way for you to get updated on uh, some of the key presentations that took place there and uh, hear from some of the attendees as well. And we'll be talking more about that event coming up in our next episode, which will be released on November 29th of 2016. I want to thank our sponsor, H2ORS. H2ORS is an oral rehydration solution, which is an over-the-counter electrolyte drink mix for dehydration. H2ORS is a medically accepted alternative to IV hydration. So for those of you who are struggling to stay hydrated due to anostomy or chemotherapy, H2ORS can help replenish your fluid and electrolyte levels. It has three times the electrolytes of most sports drinks without the excess sugar, artificial flavors, or artificial colors. And if you'd like to try a free sample of H2ORS, Go to their website at h2ors.com forward slash sample, and they'll ship one out to you, no strings or hidden costs attached. And when you make your first purchase at h2ors.com, if you use the code CCPOD, think of colon cancer podcast, CCPOD, you'll get 10% off your first order. My guest this week is Christina Smith. Christina has been working tirelessly with Fight CRC, another fantastic organization dedicated to uh, awareness and research around colorectal cancer. And Christina has worked, been working so hard in an effort to honor the memory of her husband, Joe. So join me now for my conversation. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So I didn't get a chance to tell you how I found out about your story. Uh, I subscribe. Uh, there's a Google offers a free service where you can like put in different words and phrases and say, email me anytime a story pops up. So being the colon cancer podcast, I have a thing out there. I said every day, send me anything that that's found online to do with colon cancer. And I see this TV news story about you and your story. So that's how I, that's how I found you. And then um, you were kind enough to come uh, on the show and tell me about your story. So Take us back. Uh, I, I know you've had uh, quite the journey, to say the least, but uh, take us back. Uh, I guess it's been a little over three years now and how colon, how you got thrust into the world of colon cancer. All right. Well, um, th- over three years ago, I was getting ready to celebrate my year anniversary, wedding anniversary with my husband and our three-year dating anniversary when we were seven months pregnant. And um, kind of out of nowhere, some of good friends have just said, hey, your color looks really bad. They just saw us one night when we were all kind of getting together. And um, no, really, your color looks really bad, buddy. Like, you need to go get checked. 
Um, at the time, Joe was self-employed and we didn't have health insurance because so we were pretty hesitant about it. But we ended up going um, just to have a regular routine doctor's appointment. Um, doctor asked those routine questions and then took some blood for labs and said, I'll call you tomorrow with those re uh, results. And within 15 minutes, he had called my cell phone and said, you've got to get your husband to the hospital immediately. Um, his hemoglobin levels were at 4.7, and he had explained that critical or near death was actually at a 6. So he was below that level. He said, I wouldn't have even believed that you could be walking right now had I not seen it with my own two eyes. So immediately we drove a little over an hour um, back to the hospital. They direct admitted us, and after a couple of blood transfusions or a couple of days of blood transfusions, um, we had a colonoscopy done. And immediately they uh, they found a tumor on Joe's colon. Um, the short go of it is that we had a total colectomy the very next day. Um, he, he did not end up having to wear a bag or anything like that, but there were many complications, not just from the initial surgery um, where he had um, drain wounded, uh, his wound was draining, and then we went home and something still wasn't right. And what happened was the inner part of his um, wound was not healing correctly. The outer part, his skin was fusing back together, but the inner layer of that skin wasn't. So we had to go back in for another surgery and have that cleaned up and removed. Um, all the while, we're seven months pregnant. I'm very gravely ill throughout my entire pregnancy and then on top of this. Um, but that's kind of the spark of what threw us into cancer. Within um, less than two months, so right before we found out, or right before we had our son, um, we found out that the cancer had already spread. They initially classified it as stage three, um, but it had already spread to his liver. And so at that point, the doctor did explain anything that we did treatment-wise would simply be to prolong life. So we were sitting literally at the eve of uh, having our firstborn son and finding out that we would only be prolonging life for my husband. And so how long after this diagnosis was Porter born? Um, he was born two months and one day after the very initial hospital stay when we went into that um, to have the blood transfusions and everything. Um, we certainly thought that there couldn't have been a worse time for any of this to come about and um, especially having a baby and expecting him. And uh, what we were very surprisingly and very happily um, shocked about was that we were very wrong because he was the perfect timing of all of this and was certainly medicine that no doctor could have ever uh, prescribed to any of us um, to get through some very, very dark and gloomy days. I had a recent conversation with a colon cancer survivor. Uh, she's actually been on my show twice. Her name is Don Iker, and she shared a quote. I won't go into the whole thing, but one of the key points of this quote is that the right people show up at the right time. And it sounds like your son showed up at the right time. He certainly did. Uh, kind of to go further on that quote, the people you expect to be there aren't always the one that do show up. That's a whole That's different right. story. Yes, it is. It's a whole different story. But she is certainly right. The exact people, the exact right people that you need certainly are just happen to be where they're supposed to be at the right time. It's interesting to hear you say that because uh, as a survivor myself and, and virtually every survivor that I speak to, um, someone once put it really well, 
uh, Michael, Michael Holtz, who I first talked to about over a year ago, he said, you know, he said the portrait of the people in your life before cancer and the portrait of those people after won't be, isn't going to be the same. Yeah. And Very you, true you, statement. you Very found true. that to be true. Interesting. Yeah. So one more vote, uh, that that is true. So it was about a year later that, that Joe passed. It was. Um, we went through um, many, many different types of chemotherapy. The original um, had worked probably the first couple of months. Um, and um, we, we just went back and forth, back and forth with things that were working and that weren't. But um, after about, it was probably about nine months, um, nine, ten months of, after his original diagnosis, we went for a second opinion up in the St. Louis area. And they gave us three options. We went with an experimental drug, and then we weren't randomly selected for that um, for that chemotherapy that was as an experimental drug. Um, so it was exactly 16 months after his original diagnosis and 14 months after our son was born that Joe passed away. It'll be um, two years in October. And I hear Porter in the background. It's okay. He's not yeah. the he's not the first little one we've had in the background on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I was so fortunate uh, a year ago I interviewed a young lady named Betsy Henson and she was she was personally diagnosed while she was pregnant oh, and wow. was treated while she was pregnant and oh. gave birth to a perfect little gorgeous little baby and when I interviewed her I could just hear her hiccuping and cooing in the background <laughs> so it's perfectly okay they're that, part of those cancer stories yeah, that's they right. gotta be on that colon cancer podcast so, <laughs> so it's perfectly okay that we hear Porter in the background uh, I love it uh, so now you know we fast forward and, and the story that I saw well first how did your story uh, wind up being featured on the news out in Springfield well, we fought a very public battle, um, and we are not very public people, but for whatever reason, I think it goes back to that uh, right people at the right time. Um, I had a friend that I taught with, and she said, hey, we got to get people on board. You guys are not going to make this alone. Like, we've got to let people know. Uh, we weren't even on social media at this time. So <laughs> um, she started a very – and so we kept people updated that way. It was easier. You know, it reached masses at that point. Um, so a lot of people in our area, Southwest Missouri area, was very aware of our story. And I say that, but there were so many people around the world that were following our story. And you're just kind of like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy how fast this um, information spreads. But um, with that, I had gotten involved with another non-for-profit organization out of Springfield in which I met somebody who worked for Fight Colorectal Cancer Organization. Um, we were both connected. She mentioned, hey, my name is Danielle and I am a colon cancer survivor. And I remember just honing in on her. And this was only about two weeks before the news clip aired. And I was like, I got to talk to this girl. And so we spoke and she explained um, who she worked for and what she did. And I was like, I have to get connected. Um, I, I have to speak out. We have to fight. We, there, there's a community out there that I need to be connected to because you only understand colorectal cancer if you've been through it yourself um, or personally fought that. So um, she gave me her card, and then that organization, I mean, it literally was just an overnight thing where I was i was involved, and I was reaching out to people, and we were all connected. And then Danielle had called and said, we're needing somebody um, on the news story, and we think yours is great. It's in the Springfield area. You're exactly the kind of story that we want to reach mass audiences. So um, it I, I go back to it's it's God putting the right people in the right uh, right place in the right time and that's certainly what it, it what has happened in just the last month. 
And how much response have you received since the story aired? Well, (laughs) including you, Lee, it's crazy. The amount of just all the way, all the way across our country, people are like, Hey, I can relate. Hey, I know so-and-so. And, and, you know, I think that is the biggest thing. Um, the other nonprofit organization I was involved with is called Seven Billion Ones. And, you know, the premise is, is that we're all connected somehow. We, we all have a story that we can relate to and we need each other to lean on, support each other, be there for each other, understanding when nobody else simply can unless they lived a very similar story than we have. So um, being able to connect that way, I think, has been the greatest thing and just um, using a very negative um, to turn into a very positive, very positive outcome that we can all reach together um, now that we're all involved together. So um, lots of feedback. It's kind of shocking, but (laughs) it's a good thing. So, it is a good thing. I mean, there's just the fact that, like you said, you're able to take a negative and turn it into a positive. And uh, you and I are speaking over Skype, and I'm and I'm looking at you, and I just see the glow in your in your eyes as you're talking about you know being able to share your story. So yeah. it, it clearly has has you know made it made uh, an impact on you, and I see I could I could see it right now. Um, so. Um, as your son, as Porter start, gets older, uh, what do you want him to know about why you're doing the work that you're doing? You know, how would you, uh, I'm assuming that you'll keep doing this and eventually he's going to say, why are we going to this run? Why are we doing this event? Yeah. How, have you thought about you know, what you'll tell him? First and foremost, um, for him to never forget his dad, ever. And um, obviously that's, a very emotional raw side of this whole situation um, at three years old and at, you know, 14 months old when his dad passed away, he should have no living memory of his dad. I mean, scientifically speaking, but the bond that they did share and continue to is unreal. He tells me stuff that there's no way he should ever know. Um, he does stuff that there, there's no way he should know. And it is his dad all over. So first and foremost, to keep his dad alive, but I think that the bigger the, the bigger premise here is to remember that no matter what dark storm you walk through, there are so many positives along the road and in, in the end of the journey, too. Um, with our darkest time of our life was certainly those 16 months um, and the most beautiful moments in my life happened in the very darkest moments in my life, too. So I want him to always remember that no matter how bad something can be, there can always you can always find love and beauty in that. Um, And then, of course, you go to the health side of it. And I always want him to know this is a part of you. Um, The day that the surgeon came in to talk to us about our options after Joe had been after they had told me that Joe had cancer, he looked right at me and he said, boy, girl, whatever you're pregnant with, you need to have them checked too because 50% chance they will have it as well. And I remember somebody feeling like somebody had kicked me in the throat. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he's exactly right. There is a 50% chance. And, um, and I told Joe on his deathbed, um, I will never watch my son go through what you've been through. I will be proactive. I will contact every doctor, um, whatever it takes to make sure that I never watch him suffer the way you do. So, 
um, you know, with the moral piece of it, which is first and foremost in this whole situation. And as we continue to fight and be proactive and be a voice mm-hmm. for colorectal cancer, I want him to keep his his health at the forefront and to remind others to keep that at the forefront of um, of anything that they're doing. Um, and you know, he's three and he's already seen a specialist and I stay in frequent contact and we are taking all avenues to make sure that he is protected and he is safe so that if this were ever to come about, we know we have a plan of action and know exactly what to do. But you know, Lee, even over health, um, love trumps it all. So I just want him to remember the love that has come out of all of this for sure. Well, it, it sounds like having you as a mom, that that's not ever going to be a possibility that that won't happen. So good, well, good not. for you. Good for you. And did I understand correctly that Fight CRC is actually moving to Springfield? They are. And again, I think my goodness, right people at the right time again. <laughs> um, but they are. Yes, we're moving to uh, Springfield, Missouri, um, you know, and it, it really centralizes just us being right here in the hubbub, you know, the very central part of the country, which is an amazing opportunity for me, just living close to there. Um, but really also reducing a lot of overhead costs that we had over in Washington, D.C., and being able to uh, lower that cost. And then those funds are able to go out and really help um, patients and families that are fighting colorectal cancer. So. Great. So what words of advice uh, would you have for people that, you know, maybe a little hesitant to get involved, to, to, to volunteer, uh, here's your chance to motivate some folks. All right. Um, you know, just like your health, I would just say, don't hesitate. If it's on your heart, it's on your heart for a reason. And, um, you know, God gave us a voice and I joke and say, you know, my husband was as quiet as I am talkative. Um, but he gave me a voice for a reason. And um, I'm passionate and I'm fired up. And anytime that something impacts you so deeply and you feel robbed of your life, there is justice and there is a way to ensure that others never have to experience that. And um, with the, with this opportunity and with Fight CRC, you know, jump on board any way you can help and get that message out there. We do have taboo uh, that goes along with colorectal cancer because no one wants to talk about their bowel movements or their booty. Um, but the truth is, if we don't, like Joe didn't, we waited too long. And the result is there, there's nothing to talk about now. So you need to talk about what you need to talk about now or you're going to wait till it's too late and there's nothing to talk about. Um, we have plenty to talk about. It's the second most deadly uh, cancer in, in, in the country, in the world. And uh, it's taking too many lives. And it's not going to stop until we have enough people stand up, rise up together and make a loud voice about it. As we wrap up, Christina, what other words of advice would you have for someone that's grieving the loss, uh, grieving the, that uh, you know someone near to them uh, passed away from this disease, uh, having been through it yourself? Uh, what 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 words would you share with that person? Grieve, not according to anybody else. Not according to any book or to any counselor or professional, but grieve how you need to grieve. So many times people want to say, yeah, but, and, you know, as soon as I hear, but I forget everything they said before that, um, cry, (laughs) 
reach out, spend quiet time, whatever you need to do for your heart to feel better. Mine personally has been to write and to journal and um, to write our story down. For some reason, so much of that was forgotten because everything was a quick decision. But um, grieve how you need to grieve. And when you're ready, not when anybody else needs you to be ready, but when you're ready, then fight back. Find your voice again. Um, but I don't think my voice would even be as strong as, as it is today had I not taken my time to be able to just grieve. And that was a lot of sleepless nights because there's still a baby to take care of. Um, but I just needed to grieve. And it didn't look like how anybody else had described their grief or other grief that they had heard of. But it was my grief. And I'm standing here strong today, ready to fight back because I was able to grieve my grief. So that would be my, that would be my, um, not a timetable, not, not, it's your timetable and it's your grief and it's all going to look different. So do what you need to do to make your heart feel, feel pure again. That's, that's so beautifully put. And I really appreciate that. And for those who haven't had a chance to listen, and I'm including you in this, Christina, too, if you visit the coloncancerpodcast.com, my interview with uh, Tom Zuba, who is the author of the book Permission to Mourn, A New Way to Do Grief, was just one of the most inspiring uh, thought-provoking uh, and compelling interviews I've had the pleasure to to participate in. And uh, Tom is just an amazing guy, and it's great. Uh, it was just wonderful to hear his perspective on grief. So uh, for those of you, take Christina's advice, but also uh, check out the website and listen to my interview with Tom Zuba. It was pretty special. Well, Christina, thank you so much for spending uh, some time with us. Uh, I, I just wish you... Uh, nothing but great things ahead for you and for Porter. Uh, thank you, as you said, for taking a, a, a such a such a challenging situation and a tough situation and, and turning it around and looking to find a way to make a difference and inspire other people. Um, you, you clearly are a shining light. Well, I appreciate that. I always say I just hope that I'm making Joe proud. So with whatever that we do, I hope I've got a special angel proud of us. I have no doubt. Thank you. You take care. You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Notes from this episode can be found on our website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on our website, on iTunes, or on the Stitcher app for listeners using an Android device. If you or a loved one has a question about colon cancer, please visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at www.ccalliance.org. Again, that's www.ccalliance.org. You can also email your questions to us at info at Thanks again for listening. Be well, everyone. <laughs>